Thanks for joining us in the Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette, where we discuss the empty nest and beyond. This is Christy Robinette. And this is Chuck Robinette. And this is our podcast, The Robinette's Nest. Nest, nest, nest. This is our first podcast. First podcast. What are we naming it? Um, hatching. The hatching. Welcome to our world. <laughs> so How poetic. We are heading into the holiday season. Yeah. And I thought that we would start talking about uh, we should just start off right off the get-go and talk about our dysfunctional family. <laughs> yes, we should. So, growing up, growing in the beginning. Up. Way back. In the beginning. So, you you were raised kind of in a single mom household, right? True. My folks divorced when I was, well, they didn't divorce till I was 14. But my father left when I was five or six, something like that. So, I had the two families. Father's side, mother's side. And they were complete opposites. And so did you share the holidays with both of your parents? Yes. Uh, we always, Christmas Eve was our Christmas on my father's side. And uh, we would go to my grandparents or my aunts and have Christmas there. And then, regrettably, I had to go home the next day on Christmas morning or Christmas afternoon. And have my Christmas and my own mother, yeah. Unfortunately, why? Why Why was it so hard being with because your mom? Because I did not want to go back home. I enjoyed being with my grandparents. As a kid, I would spend every other weekend in Detroit with my grandparents. So, you know, that was my escape from my world, I guess, as a child even. So those were the happiest times that I probably had growing up. Yeah. And so that were, did you stay with them during Christmas break too? Oh yeah, you know, we, in those days, I don't know if it is now, but we got two weeks off for Christmas vacation from school, or at least two weeks. And uh, yeah, I would be there most of the time, at least a week and week and a half of it. We had such a different growing up because I was raised in a married household. Can't really say loving married household. <laughs> no, you can't. Because they really shouldn't have stayed married. Right. But in a married household, I had siblings. You did not. No, only child. We had the traditional sort of Christmas, um, dysfunctionally, you know, functional Christmas where Christmas Eve was always our Christmas. And then... <laughs> In the morning, we would open our presents, and then we would kind of make the rounds to the other relatives' houses during Christmas. Sometimes, when my siblings my siblings are much older, so I was sort of like an only child in that way. But it it I don't know. I, and then I had two weeks off as well, but I didn't like being home. I actually liked being at school. Because it was away from home. I didn't have a break like you had with your grandparents. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Like I said, every other weekend and then all summers, I spent in Canada at their cottage as a kid. So, Isn't that interesting that even though you come from a, quote, broken family, 
I kind of think that you had the better deal. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I did. I mean, I had a happy childhood in that respect. You know, I didn't mind school so much when I was a kid. You know, you don't want to be there, obviously, but you know, you couldn't wait for Christmas vacation or the weekend or Easter vacation or any of that. So, and, and again, most of the time with that happening, I'd go to my grandparents. So that was my escape going to Detroit. Yeah, my most fun memories were when my grandma and grandpa were alive. It's going to make me cry. Yeah. And we had Christmas Eve over at their house a lot of the times. And they would uh, drink. Everybody drank back then, you know, and it wasn't necessarily, for me, it wasn't heavy drinking. You have a completely different story <laughs> with with the drinking part of yeah, things. Yeah, I would say so. But we, you know, everyone would be happy. It would kind of be the happy drinking festive. And everything changed when my grandma passed away. I was four. And we then had Christmas Eve at our house. And it just, it, it was fun, but it just wasn't the same. Sounds depressing to me. It's depressing. So what was your most favorite gift present that you ever got? Oh, dear God. I couldn't even tell you now. I'm old. I can't remember all that. Um, I'm sure it was probably a bike or something like that. I was always excited for something. You know, my father was a type that would go on Christmas Eve and stop at the drugstore to buy Christmas presents. So, you know, that wasn't such a great when I was littler, you know, much younger. But, uh. I don't know. I'm sure there were a lot. I didn't really think about it. You know, I'm sure it was the toys, some kind of toys. I was always excited. I was pretty much spoiled by my grandparents on my dad's side. I was the only grandchild. Um, and on my mother's side, you know, they had other grandkids and that. And we didn't, we weren't as close, I guess, obviously. So I didn't see as much of them. But again, I wasn't the quote unquote favorite because they had other grandchildren. Was, was your mom a good gifter when you were a child? No, not so much. I mean, she wasn't bad. I shouldn't complain about that because I can't really remember too many things that she, you know, ended, ended up purchasing. I remember there was one time I was with my grandparents over the weekend before Christmas. There was some kind of a toy. It was a remote control, but it was wired. We didn't have this Wi-Fi or what we have <laughs> now, but it was, you know, a thing where you put batteries in it. And it was like a dune buggy or some kind of a car did wheelies. And that it was like a, one of the hot, quote unquote, hot toys that season and my grandmother bought it for me so I came home with it you know all happy and my mother started screaming at me yelling and saying you know I already bought that for you for Christmas you know you ruined everything blah 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 so yeah that's what I had to deal with growing up yeah that's not good <laughs> that sounds just like your mother Welcome so. to my world yeah yeah so then for me you know as like a favorite toy I loved reading so I was always a bookworm so I was just always excited that's what got me through my Christmas vacations was all the books I got for Christmas I was able to read so that was sort of my outlet I always had like the dream in my head of going to the zoo and seeing the lights and kind of the, the whole Norman Rockwell painting part of what a holiday looked like my mom was blind my dad was no help at all. And some things never change. <laughs> it's still the same. Yeah. We'll talk about that in maybe another episode. Another episode. And, you know, I, but I always wanted, and, and it's funny because yesterday we were driving down one of the small towns that we live by, and they're old vintage homes that look very, you know, stately in their Christmas lights. And you could see their 
their Christmas trees lit up in their parlors. And it's like, that's what I had always wished, you know, all the kids running around the Christmas tree and getting the wagon and the bike and the present. My mom and dad, every year it never failed, fought over putting the Christmas tree up. Mm. Every year, at one point, the Christmas tree ended up at the curb because we had an artificial, we never had a real, and it always ended up with a huge fight between that and the drapes would always have to be cleaned. The curtains, all the curtains in the house would have to be cleaned before Christmas. And we had a crystal chandelier and every crystal teardrop had to be taken off the chandelier and be put into like a vinegar, white vinegar mix. Every year there would be an argument over something between my mom and dad. Sounds like some kind of a. Doesn't that sound joyous? That's bad. (laughs) real bad so when i had kids because chuck and i met when both of us had already gotten out of previous marriages with kids and our kids are about two years apart all the way through the system correct so i've got a boy and a girl and chuck has two girls two girls and so when we met we met right before the holidays correct so my birthday is right before Thanksgiving. It's like a week before Thanksgiving. And um, so we started the holiday. We started our relationship off in the holiday season. And I had married previously somebody who was very much like the upbringing of my my mom and dad. So it wasn't necessarily a fun time of, you know, presents weren't important. Memories weren't important. Like the things that the expectations that I had weren't important. And I think that this, uh, it doesn't take effect saying that he was a horrible person. Just my expectations for what a holiday looked like weren't the same. And I think you had a similar. Yeah, I tried story. to give my my kids, my daughters, a same kind of a Christmas type of thing that I had. But my ex-wife, she wasn't much into that either. So it made it, you know, difficult at times. But, you know, you just make it through. You can concentrate on the kids and. So I think we we really tried, even though it was difficult, because then we were trying to make everybody happy with the kids going to their dad's house or their mom's house or this grandparent's house or yes. that aunt's house. or Tag team holidays. It was exhausting. And I think we tried really hard to not pressure any of them to choose us as like the place to go. Yeah, probably. Not. But we were always the Christmas Eve house. Yeah. And then at your mom's, we were the Christmas, Christmas Day house. Christmas Day house. And whoever could make it, made it. Yeah. And whoever couldn't, couldn't. I don't think that they ever, my kids never not made Christmas Eve and your kids never not made, no, no. Molly went to Costa Rica one year. One year, yeah. Of course, they're older. When you're talking about kids, I'm thinking when they were much younger or or even younger with us. But, yeah, when you become a a young adult or, you know, into your early 20s or whatnot, I think it's different. Depending on what dynamics you have there either, you know, with what they have and their, you know, they got to be able to certain relatives or they've got boyfriends or husbands. And that changes things, too. Yep. But yeah, for the most part, I think they were usually there. They're they're pretty much 
there. Yeah, we didn't give them a choice when they were under 18. It was like, this is it. <laughs> this is how it's going to work. M- mine was in the divorce paperwork that yeah. they had to, you know, and it wasn't them. It was everybody else had to follow protocol, I guess. Right. But we had fun Christmases with all of the kids. Mm-hmm. We tried to make it. I think we were on the same wavelength with trying to have the expectation as fun. You don't like gifts, though. No, I'm not that big on it. I love buying toys and stuff for the kids. I mean, you know, again, I didn't have like a lot. You receive. No. When I was a kid, again, you know, I was spoiled for my grandparents on my dad's side. And so I always enjoyed all that because I didn't have much any other time. But um, I always wanted to, like, give the kids, you know, their toys or presents or what they wanted. And it didn't matter really what the cost or any of that. They didn't ask for much. But, you know, it's like, oh, I got to get this. I got to get that. You so, budgeted. Yeah. You just had to budget. Well, yeah, you had to do what you had to do. But, yeah, I enjoyed giving gifts. I just never really enjoyed getting But Chuck's family had an odd, at least I think it's an odd tradition, which is one reason why he doesn't like to receive gifts. And that is because everyone would get stinking drunk and one person <laughs> at a time. Oh, yeah. When I was younger, <laughs> my, you know, regardless of it was at my grandparents, or at my aunt's, as time went on after my folks got divorced and that, we would all have to sit in a circle around the Christmas tree or near the Christmas tree, and everyone would have all our presents, all wrapped presents sitting in front of you, and you'd have to go one by one down the line around the circle. Everyone would have to open something. Okay, what do you get? What do you got? Show everybody. And this would start out, I don't know, 6, 7 o'clock at night in the evening, and it would go on till past 10, actually. And this is before dinner, you know, everyone's drinking. My grandmother was always losing her drink, and, and you know, it was just crazy. I, it's fun, you know, then they would argue at times, and then I look back at it, you know, I still wish we had that. But, yeah, that was really, really not much in the way ex- fun, especially when you're a kid and you've got all these toys wrapped up in front of you, and you know you just want to rip that stuff open and get to it. But on the other side, as an adult, I can remember – the kids ripping through their yeah. presents and then going, is that it? Yeah. 10 minutes later, it's all over with. And it's like, okay, there's Christmas. Like Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. It takes me seven hours to cook it. Yeah. 20 minutes, minutes yeah. to eat it. And then everyone leaves. Got to go. <laughs> and I'm exhausted. And I'm stuck with the dishes. And you're, yes, that's true. But yeah, we didn't, we didn't have that. I think we shared like, it's your turn. Now it's your turn. Now it's your turn. And we kind of do that now so that we can see at least the expression on the receiver's face when they receive what they receive. Otherwise you miss it. Well, when my parents were still married and still together, everyone would come to our house and spend the night. And it was really big for my grandparents, especially my, my grandmother. You know, Christmas was a really, really, really big thing. So they would always have somebody, and didn't matter who, every year was different, have somebody dress up like Santa Claus. So when you're three, four, five years old, you know, you don't know the difference. There's somebody in a Santa Claus costume. They say, hey, Or if it's truly Santa. Walk in the front door. And, well, you think that it really is when you're that young. But... Santa's quite busy, though, at the North Pole. <laughs> Yeah, well. To show up at the Robinette's house. I think I recognized my grandfather once was Santa Claus. 
And then they had a neighbor in Detroit across the street from Guy Race. He was Santa Claus one year. And if you saw this man, you'd understand. He kind of looked like Hunts Hall from the Bowery Boys. I know I'm dating myself there, but he had a big bulb nose. And and even with his fake beard and all that on, I knew it was him. So that kind of ruined things for me, knowing that, wait a minute, that's not really Santa Claus. You know, that's Guy Race. And when Santa Claus walks in with a long neck bottle of Stroh's beer in his hand, you know <laughs> something's wrong. And this is a true story. True story. That's what my mother says. But uh, yeah, yeah. It really. So that I kind of, after that, I realized, okay, not that Santa Claus wasn't real, but he wasn't real walking through my front door on Christmas Eve. And on that note, you are <laughs> listening to Chuck and Christy Robinette with the Robinette's Nest. Telling the bad stories about the Christmas holidays. It uh, Yeah, I don't think I had a bad one like that. My mom and dad never drank drank like that. It was mainly arguments over the Christmas tree, the drapes, and the chandelier. On my mother's side, no one ever drank. Of course, we didn't have the same Christmases that we had on the other side of my dad's side. Everyone drank on my dad's side. No one drank on my mom's side. So it was definitely a different dynamic there. So Chuck's dad was a pianist. Yeah, musician, band leader, orchestra leader. And so did he ever like, cause in my mind, I visualize like the little piano in the living room and him like playing, playing jingle, bells jingle bells and you guys all singing around the piano. Like, did that ever happen? I do not believe so. Uh, usually when would be a relative, not on Christmas, but somebody would come into town from out of state or whatnot. And, you know, they would always say, Oh, Charlie, why don't you play something? And, you know, he'd say, no, no, no. Or what's the job play? Sometimes he did, but not very reluctantly, I would think. But no one really asked him. I mean, it's kind of like you, you know, people that just meet you or come to visit and say, well, could you give me a reading? I mean, it just doesn't happen. No, no. You just want to be you sometimes. I'm sure there were times that something might have been played a little bit, but no, not really. I can't remember any sing-alongs per se. No. Oh, it just completely busted my... Norman Rockwell painting. <laughs> uh, Norman Rockwell didn't have a fist of whiskey and uh, long neck bottles of beer. Well, it could have been in that little medicine bag. It might have been. The could doctor been. carried in his paintings. Yeah, you never know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, them complaining about it not snowing. It's snowing too much. And we live in Michigan. So right now, as we're recording this, it is, it is snowing. snowing. There are flurries out there. There are. And it's it's sort of sticking to the grass. Not too much. It won't last. And so everyone wanted a white Christmas, but nobody wanted to drive in the white Christmas. Oh, no, and everyone had to travel, too. You know, everyone had to drive. Yeah, I lived in Detroit. My whole family lived in Detroit. So there wasn't a lot of, you know, too many traveling too far. And if you had people spending the night, then that wasn't a factor. I think that was most of the thing was the alcohol the and drinking. everything involved. Yeah. But did so then was New Year's Eve busy for your dad? Uh, yeah, I rarely ever saw him. The, ironically, my grandparents on my dad's side, their wedding, they got married on New Year's Eve. I guess it was New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. So they always had a party. And when I was younger, I was never allowed basically just to be there, then they would take me home early New Year's Eve or whatnot. So I always resented New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. I didn't like it as a kid because I had to go home. And then as I got older, and I don't really know how old I was, probably 10, 11 or something, I was allowed to spend the night there. And they'd have the neighbors over and they'd just drink with their 
little noisemakers and their little kazoos and whatever they did. And, but no, I, my father was never there, so I'm sure he was always working. We never had a New Year's Eve party. My parents always went to bed before midnight. Yeah. So I pretty much, it was me. Yeah. It was, yay, happy New Year. Nobody's around to. I don't remember staying up for it as a kid. You know, the, for the ball to drop. It didn't become fun until I ended up having kind of surrogate parents with regards to my kid's dad's family. Yeah. And they kind of introduced me to more of a fun holiday where you played cards and te- table tennis and you sang and she had an organ and she would she, we would do the sing-alongs. She would play the organ and we'd do you know, sing joy to the world or or what have you. And it did kind of become that for me. And not that the relationship was a positive one, Mm -hmm. but the memories with my surrogate mom and dad, those were happy times. Well, that's good. I I don't think I really wanted to have sing-alongs or <laughs> play the piano. Hey, I thought I was going to be a Broadway star. Yeah. We already talked about this earlier, earlier. today. Yeah. A Not a ballerina. Pool. No, but a tap dancing pool. And the good ship lollipop. It's true. It is true. But holidays can be incredibly exhausting and depressing, especially with all of the losses. I think we remember back to those times, even if they were, weren't the most positive, we sort of rose colored glass them and we missed the people that we shared in those experiences with. It's a, it's a hard time of year for a lot of people. Again, it's fun when you're a kid, but as you're older and then you have kids of your own, you understand because you've got it. Like you said, you've got to go from one relative's house to another relative's house to another relative. Got to make the rounds. Yeah. So that's not much fun. It's exhausting. So you really can't have your own Christmas, you know, per se. You've got to make the rounds. Yeah. What is your, we'll kind of end on a happy tone, though. <laughs> what is your happiest Christmas memory? Uh-oh, okay. he's kidding. <laughs> well, let's see. As I got older, I remember there was one Christmas where, they were all fighting and arguing, and dinner wasn't on. And it was 10 o'clock at night, and my father was arguing and whatnot. And I know I started drinking tequila. I drank pretty much a fifth of tequila by myself. <laughs> That's a happy memory. Driving home, yeah, down the avenue. Oh, you know, no. In the pouring rain. It was a strange Christmas, too, because it was about 70 degrees that year. So that would have been back in, what, the 80s? I guess in the 80s at one point. I don't know if that's a happy thought, but I remember that. And driving, it was pouring rain and driving. And while I'm driving, I've got the door open and I'm throwing. <laughs> so I'm going to be a little <laughs> bit more sentimental. I honestly, I can't remember any really. I mean, I'm sure they were all happy. I'm sure I was always, you know, ecstatic. You got your toys, you got your presents, you got whatever. Um, I can't think of one that just sticks right out. One of my most happiest uh-huh. is our first Christmases together. Oh dear God! It Isn't was we were still we were only dating like two months, and you would come over to my dysfunctional family's Christmas Eve. Oh yeah, I remember that in the it, basement. In the basement, meeting these people for the first time, pretty much. And I remember that my mom said to me, "I've never heard you laugh." 
and seeing you smile so much. Aren't you sweet? Oh, well, come on. You didn't know you weren't with somebody like me before. So I can see that. <laughs> and we weren't drinking. No, we weren't. Because I don't I don't drink. So it's rare, very rare that that I drink. But and it's rare that you drink as well. I thought you were just talking about like when you were a kid or no, whatever. I was. No, I was talking about whatever. Like oh, okay. but no, I that always sticks in my mind. Well, I remember that too, obviously. I don't remember any time after that though. I mean they were all Again, we were on the go. You know, after we got married, you know, you had to go to my mother, had to go to your father. Well, my mom passed the January. We had one more Christmas with her. Yeah. I think. And then she passed away. And then Christmas Eve became my responsibility. It became our responsibility. So So we had to get everything together and get the chips and dip and get all the ice and the drinks and making chicken noodle soup and and dishing it out and then cleaning it up and yeah so i guess being the actual host isn't as fun <laughs> as attending just the party. Like the thanksgiving yeah you make all the stuff you throw it all out there 30 minutes later they're done eating it's and gone. they're out the door presents are open it's See gone. Ya. time to go yeah so but but i do we actually have a picture somewhere to prove yeah because someone took a picture of us but it was. It was one of my favorites. Your girls didn't come because we were still introducing everybody to everybody. Yeah, to everybody, right. And, but we ended up, I, that might have been my mom's last Christmas. I think that was my mom's last Christmas. It might have been. I think she passed the January. We, we were. I mean, the following October, I believe. Because we only were dating like a year before we ended up getting married. Yep. She couldn't wait to reel us she one in. Couldn't wait to marry me. <laughs> Woo! And so this is our first episode. I'm not sure. First, don't know if we're gonna second. have another one. Enjoy this one, folks. So, but this is the Robinette's nest. Nest. With Chuck and Christy. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays. Thanks again for listening to The Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette. Be sure to subscribe and tune in for the next episode.